gentlemen, we're here. Happy we Wednesday. Here. Happy Wednesday. Happy. It's not the opening day of the World Cup, but it was Canada's no. first game. Mm-hmm. Bit of a tough start for the Canadian. Bit of a, a tough start for the boys. Oh, my God. Give me 20 minutes to break it down. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, Unless you want. Listen, they played well. They did. They did. But, Good you effort. know, the way sports is. It doesn't really work out like that. It, I'm it just gonna. Them. I will point out though, they made the second ranked team in the world look okay. That's what it's I said true. to. That's what I said to Adam before. Again, the, Belgium is a fraud. I've been saying that for years. This isn't a recent thing. Golden generation hasn't won anything. I'm just putting it out there. I'm just putting it out. Can I see the one? France, right? No. Uh, that's a great question. Can I say a very cliche sports thing? Yeah, go ahead. Great effort by both teams. But there can only be one winner in the end. Um, they both had uh, fun. They both played hard, and they both loved the game. So, it is. Yeah. It is actually Brazil who is number oh. one. They're not even real. <laughs> They're not, not even real. No. It's coming home, guys. That's what everyone needs. To oh, all right, all right. <laughs> what? Okay. Have some faith in England. Uh, some respect. Uh, They're listen, doing it for the Queen. I've tried to have faith in England. Yeah, uh, yeah I, it's just hard. It's just hard. No, things happen, man. These are also frauds. Listen, man, it's just frauds. Frauds. the queen was even the Italy. I said it before. Even Italy. you know, you know who was real quiet today? Market Lane, right, Daniel? Yeah, Market Lane was super <laughs> quiet. So, oh uh, man, we we always talk okay. about our fantasy league. So yeah. we're gonna get out the way quickly because there's one thing I want to mention. Right now in our league, the top three are the three of us. We're at the top of the 10. I just wanted to say that I'm proud of you guys. Uh, Alex is two, Daniel is one, and I am three. I am technically tied with four other people, but I have more points than them collectively. So, uh, yeah, Daniel, you are even even not just record points-wise, you're like 80 points ahead of Alex. What happened? Who is lighting up for you? Oh, my goalies. Um, Linus Allmark and Colin Hellebuck have stolen some days for me. You must feel very good about that. That's pretty solid, yeah, because I started with Marc-Andre Fleury and John Gibson. Yeah, I can't believe that. You know, that just sort of points at the fact that we left. I still can't believe we left Linus Allmark waiting. I remember when I was putting my list together, I had him as a late-round pick, and then, you know, I went with Bennington instead because I'm a fool. But, you know, that hasn't worked out. Even though the Blues. So I didn't even mean to do this, but what a transition. So the mm-hmm. Blues are currently making history because right now, um, it feels like just yesterday they were on an eight-game losing streak. And they have currently have won seven straight. They could be the first team in NHL history, I believe, to lose eight straight, then win eight straight if they pull off their win tonight, which is kind of funny to look at. Who are this they playing team, tonight? Oh, Buffalo. Okay. This, Sorry. which I mean, you know, uh, Buffalo. I mean, they're coming off a win. <laughs> yeah, Taste Thompson off. revenge oh, tour. Man. And he, oh yeah, yeah. I always forget that he was a blue. But I mean, uh, the Blues man, Robert Thomas. What a great time for you to pick him up, Dan. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I still, oh, I don't regret, I don't regret it. No, can't believe Daniel got Robert Thomas. What you gonna have? No, I know. I just it was so fun. I don't know. I have offered him many a time. No, I know. I just did. I just did. I had too many setters. Like, who am I gonna give up? That's the. Well, that's that's. It's why a I'm fraud. It's a it's oh, a yeah. fraud. It's a fraud that 
<laughs> that Robert Thomas is just a center on Yahoo Fantasy, mm-hmm. and Chandler say. Stevenson is every forward position. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, fair. But he can play all three. So can Robert Thomas. Yeah, just you know, just um, listen. Decisions have to be made. You know, they're tough decisions within the league, and you know, there are Daniel and I are good trade partners. Even I have a lot of guys on IR coming back too. That I'm like, I don't know. Because remember, I put Sam Girard on IR, and then you also have Gabe Landeskog on there, don't you? Yeah, IR this well, and you don't even have one of the best players on the Abs playing. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Who's gonna yeah. trade? Who's gonna be traded from St. Louis, though? Why do you say that? Because it's just—it's the most St. Louis thing that we approach the trade deadline. That we're gonna approach the trade deadline, and even though they're like middling in the playoffs, one of their UFAs is gonna be gone. Uh, We've seen it before. Vladimir they did Tarasenko. that to Kevin. They did that to Kevin Shattenkirk. Let's just yes. throw it. And Paul Stastny. Fun. Yeah, and Paul Stastny. Just throw um, name in, just throw Vladimir Tarasenko is going yeah. to the Lightning. What no. is oh, this? Stop it. Oh. Stop it. No, stop it, Daniel. Enough. That's the re- Enough. replacement for uh, who did, that's the new Palat. Yeah. Uh, well, because you look at the relationship they sort of have with Tarasenko. I mean, if you're going to try and keep either of them to sort of keep everyone together between O'Reilly and Tarasenko and the shot and sort of like trying to keep one of them, like you'd probably do O'Reilly by now. He's your captain and all that, you know, all that type of stuff. Like, it's fair to say Tarasenko's gone. He's gone. Like, after, even if they don't trade him. I know this is an irrelevant conversation, but since we brought it up, Tarasenko's oh, gone. Sure, I'm sure he's carrying a bit of a grudge. A little I bit. I would be, yeah. too. I would be, too. So, with the I'd like to bring it up. Okay. So, we've seen the Blues window. From when they won, I guess, until now. Is this their last dance? No. I don't know. Uh, Maybe. Lose O'Reilly and they lose Tarasenko. I mean, yeah, they got young talent, but they're not going to be as deep. So maybe do they um, embark into a retool? They need D. Like, they've got... I was reminded that Peter Shirelli works for that team, (laughs) which is funny. And you know who else is doing scouting work for them? Claude Julian. So they they, oh. they got backup plans, but I was just like that defense is still very suspect to me. Colton you Pareko know, like, just came back. It it's not even just Pareko because Alex and I are going to have a debate about Pareko. I'm not. I don't want to get into it. Um, oh. But but then it's like Skanda. It's just a bit of a mess. It's just a bit of a mess. Um, it's just that's just it. Um, other way around it. Do you know who else made history? Take a guess. The New Jersey Devils. Um. Well, Daniel, we're not there yet. Oh, okay. sorry, sorry. Wrong, wrong history. Wrong sorry, history. Adam. What, what, what is it? Daniel, you just stepped on my bit there. I'm a little upset with you. The, it's, it's going to be the guy who comes in second in Norris voting. That's who made history. Exactly. So, Kale McCarr has officially become the few. The uh, sorry, the defenseman. Let me. Well, I just completely screwed this. So, um, this is from Andrew Berkshire on Twitter. He's been working on this. Who? For, uh, Andrew Jerkshire. Host of Game Over Montreal. To no one's surprise, Makar has done it. Scores us to net his 200th career point in game 195. Oh, my God. The fewest games to 200 points for a defenseman in NHL history. That is uh, very silly to think when you realize that he is, um, you know, 
plays the same sport as Bobby Orr once did. Yeah, that's and it. Paul Coffey and Lidstrom yeah. and Kevin Lowe. Eric Carlson. So I just want to see if I can sneak that one in there. Which one did you say? Kevin Lowe. Hall of Famer hey, Kevin man. Lowe. The Hall of Fame. I just wanted to see if I could sneak him in there. Um, no, man, that's that's insane. What um, what Kel McCarr is doing, and I think like if you look and if you go back, uh, he's been in the league what four, three, four years now. If I can do math, um, I remember you know going back to that first year in the his first year in the league, full year in the league, where obviously we had the battle of defensemen for the Calder Trophy, oh, and Quinn Hughes and Kel McCarr. Obviously, things have gone in a different uh, on a different path for Quinn Hughes thanks to the team he's surrounded by but i think one of the things that we talked about on the show or daniel and i talked about on the show cuz adam never said a bad word about Kale McCarr, was <laughs> was worship so- the ground he walks on parted i worship the ground yeah, he walks yeah. on yeah was there were ca- there was a case to be made that there was a lot of offense, but the defense wasn't there yet. Yet. And I think that's that's changed. I think that's definitely changed. So we're talking about the offense, obviously, in 200 points in 195 games. But just looking at the his path to where where he's at right now, I think is is such a big leap. He's um He's a special defenseman. He's uh it's hilarious. I'll never forget the fact that they lost the draft lottery at Colorado. That was the la- the year they finished last. They fall all the way down the back then. You could fall all the way to fourth. And um and they got the best player in that draft. Who was number one? Was that the Heesher draft? Yeah, yeah Heesher, yeah. Patrick, Heiskinen, McCarr, that's and then an, Pedersen. That's an incredible thing for the for the Avs. Um, he's just, I love what you, I, yeah, I love watching Kale McCarr. Haven't watched as much of the abs this year as I've wanted to, but, uh, that's just a special accomplishment. That's just special to see. And I remember that, that Hughes versus McCarr debate and just sort of how McCarr, even if the, the, you know, the, uh, you look at Canucks. the way the, the Canucks have gone, you just look at the advanced numbers. And even if McCarr playing in his own zone, he's just, left the stratosphere that Hughes was in. Remember that we had Harmon Dial on the show yep. and we yeah, asked him did. and we asked him, who do you think deserves the the Calder? And remember who he, he said Hughes. And it's just yes, sort of the, funny. The guy, the guy out of Vancouver said yeah. the guy from Vancouver. Yeah. I just I just wanted to remind everyone of that. I thought it was really it's just funny, man. Listen, he did say it was close. He never said I'm just saying that that's how the, that was the prediction, guys. Let's not forget that was the prediction. I'm pretty sure I also said Hughes too. I, I think feel, I, I said, don't change. I, I I don't feel bad. I think I said McCarr too, because again, why why wouldn't I? Um, but yeah, him and Eric Carlson, just two head and shoulders defense. I love that you had to mention Eric Carlson to that too. He's Eric Carlson, man. Man, I'm t- I seriously. One of these days, I'm going to tell my kids about Prime Eric Carlson. He was special, man. He was so was. Remember when he dragged the Sens to a one game from the uh, or an the overtime period? See, I, I've sort of noticed. The conference I, I fall in love, love with players who actually rip apart a certain part of their body to carry their team to success. Uh, Carey Price <laughs> destroyed his knee trying to get a team to the finals. Uh, Eric Carlson destroyed his like was it his Achilles? Um, 
Also, let's not forget, both of them had key injuries in their career that probably affected them long-term. Chris Kreider for Carey Price. And let's not forget what Matt Cook did to Eric Carlson all those years ago. Mm -hmm. Something I will forever... Matt, I don't like Evander Kane. When he knocked out Matt Cook, it might be one of the most satisfying moments in NHL history. Like, man, I, I, uh, Matt Cook was, um, no one likes Matt Cook. I think another example, too, is I know it's from a while ago, but the 2020, 2010 finals, Jeff Carter helped the Flyers get to the finals with two broken feet. That's insane. Oh yeah. yeah the, the Bruins winning a cup and Patrice Bergeron with a, with a punctured lung. And Patrice Bergeron continues to be an impressive player. He's hit a mm-hmm. thousand points, gentlemen. An assist on a goal for the Bruins. Uh, the whole bench clears out to come celebrate with him. A that thousand- was cool. Oh that yeah, was awesome. character, character for Mister Patrice Bergeron. Of course, noted former Kent Hughes client Patrice Bergeron. Mm-hmm. Did you like the picture I sent? I said two of the greatest Bruins of our generation. And then we have him and Raycroft. Yes. <laughs> Man, I didn't like I, uh, it. I'm not going to acknowledge that. Because... I'm just going to point out I didn't like it. <laughs> no, of course not. Um, um, two of the most well-spoken, like like the the two Bruins we speak about the most on this podcast. You're not yes, about. yes, that is yeah. true. That's a good. <laughs> I point. gotta I gotta double check something because this is a little fun fact about the season that's continued to make the rounds. We haven't mentioned it on the show, and I just want to double check that this is still the case. Huh. Oh, it's not. Oh, God. Well, wait, what was Brad, it, though? What, Brad Marchand I... has finally taken a penalty. He's only at two penalty minutes on the oh, game, wow. and he's, he's hit 901. But, yeah, Who up until he, the last what game. What did he do? Who did he lick? I have no idea. It was only two minutes, so. But, yeah, Brad Marchand, foot. I don't he know. He should start doing that again. I kind of miss it. I don't think you You, do, you miss it? <laughs> not the slew foot. Not the slew foot. Yeah, you really oh. liked it when you licked Leo Conrad, didn't you, Alex? You no, I didn't. it was funny. I won't lie. I'm like, what on earth is happening? But I'll deep down. That's I the personality we need in the game. No, uh, no, I'm not. I'm not suggesting. That. I'm just. I'm just saying it was funny at the time, man. Definitely not hygienic. But again, what about this sport is? So uh, the Bergeron conversations about the Hall of Fame were sort of popping up after he had a thousand points. No one's going to debate that Patrice Bergeron should be in the Hall of Fame and should obviously be a first ballot Hall of Famer. But there's another player who has a thousand points, uh, 368 goals. He does have two Selkies to his name. LA Kings fans have very much been saying that we're not talking enough about Anze Kovatar. And I tend to agree with them. I would argue that as well. He's another player I've had a soft spot for. The I would argue this I think the reason we stopped talking about Anze Kopitar, I think we there was a time where we were where I'm we as in like hockey community, I guess, were talking about Anze Kopitar when they were good, right? Like when they were good, he was a main contributor to that and he got paid, mm-hmm. right? And I think, and I'm not, I'm not saying like, obviously they've had in recent or pre, I don't know, two years ago, they had a stretch where things just were not going well there. And I think the uh, hype around Anze Kopitar and same with Drew Doughty, right? Like it's the same conversation we're having about, we had about Drew Doughty like last year where it was. Yeah, you know, we kind of stopped talking about Drew Doughty other than when he and Matthew Kachuk got into scuffles every time they played. I just mm-hmm. think it's a matter of in back in the back of our heads, we always knew those two guys were really, 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 really good. 
but it wasn't until that team got good again that we really acknowledged it. It would be my argument. Doesn't make it right. I just think that's what happened. He's gone through a lot, I think, of a lot in terms of being consistent through it all, through the highs of winning the championships to those deep runs to really the king just falling off for a while and they couldn't really do much in t- unless they just drafted well. And I think that's what they've been doing so far. I think with Kopitar, we always forget how good of a two-way game he was. I believe it was him they were comparing Austin Matthews to when he first came into the league. That yes, he yes. emulates that type of play, then he'll be successful in the league. And I think it's been a bit different offensively, but I think it still holds true of like that's the model center you want on your first line. It doesn't help that he's been quietly in the West behind a personality like Drew Dowdy and the Jeff Carters and guys are really Dustin Brown being a pest. Um, something else I really respect about Andre Kopitar, always a very healthy player as well. Look at it. Rookie season, 72 games, then 82, 82, 75, 82. Lockout shortened year, still 47, 82, 79, 81, 76, 82, 81. COVID years, including the short year, 56, still played 81. Um, That's a big man who is a big, strong man. Remember that famous clip where Dustin Bufflin drops him and then Mike Johnson's like, that's Anzi Kopitar, he is a big man. And uh, (laughs) I always always think of that, love that. Man, I I miss Dustin Bufflin. But like, Anzi Kopitar, man, we should give him more respect. We should give him more respect. I want to say he was the first player after Taves and Kane to get, you mentioned the big payday, Alex. I think he was the first guy after them to get a double-digit deal uh, in terms of AAV. I think so. And then maybe Price after him, or maybe McDavid then. Didn't Price, Price get it before McDavid? I think they were within a few days of each other, to be honest oh, with you. Okay. I think it was That's the AAV one you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay, remember like Brad Richards, like was technically the highest paid player for a year. Yeah, I don't, signing, yeah. I don't, whatever. That's Okay. Talking about contracts. I don't know the <laughs> signing details of every player that well. And then Luongo is a different story. And then Lalongo, uh, that is former Vancouver Canucks. Cap- I love the Hall of Fame thing when the, for the game against the um, the Leafs game, the Leafs Penguin one, Penguins one when they had the Hall of Fame players, and they were like, and he was named captain, the first goalie captain, X amount of years. I'm like, yeah, but he didn't allow that to happen. <laughs> the Hall of Fame. I'm just, I was just like, are you really going to mention that? <laughs> uh, good old NHL goofball McGundy's. Um, Ryan Reed. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to add to just the Kopitar stuff. I think they've done a really good job in terms of the the Kings there uh, more so like have done a really good job of surrounding him, especially with other players who I don't want to say can do the same job as him because I think I don't think that's giving him enough credit, but will lighten his workload. Yeah. Last year, you know, when (laughs) Well, last year when they signed Phil to know, <laughs> um, that just immensely lightened his workload. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, he had like 67 points in 81 games. And I think even with the young guys coming up, talk about Turcotte, talk about uh, Velarde, talk about uh, Quinton Byfield, who hasn't hit yet, but he will. That will make his life easier as he's as he gets older, I think, and that they've done a really good job at ensuring his success into his later years. And you talk about his health, that that'll play a factor. You, you sort of, I love mentioning the thing of like people on the Penguins have always said you can't take a shift off when Crosby never takes one. 
There is no def- no res- there is no real reason if you're a Kings player why you can't go back and help out defensively when you have Phil Deneau and Anze Kopitar carrying that workload. No <sighs> excuse at all. So uh, this is a move I didn't see coming. The Ryan Reeves trade has happened. That's right, the Ryan Reeves trade. Normally, like- I-, I would not mention. <laughs> A Ryan Reeves story that wasn't, you know, probably him being suspended. So Darren Dreger tweeted after this trade that apparently Ryan Reeves had made it clear he wanted a change. And apparently his history with Bill Guerin, I'm assuming that goes back to the time when Ryan Reeves was a penguin for like a, not even a full year. Remember that? Um, he gets traded for a fifth in 2025. We haven't talked a lot about the Rangers this year. There seems to be some missing ingredients there. I just find it very strange that they would give up Ryan Reeves. Because remember when the whole thing of, there was the word of that famous, I'm the answer to your Tom Wilson problem. And he yes. was, oh, yeah. Barclay Goudreau was sort of the big, hey there, change an identity for this team. I'm just, I'm just very surprised. I'm not shocked to the level of a star player moving because with all respect, it is Ryan Reeves, who's not an everyday hey, NHLer. Hey. Hey, um, remember, you know, you're going to get a, you're going to get a nasty text after that one. Remember he was traded for a first round pick. Shout out to the Western finals against the Habs where he was sitting for the most important games. Never forget Western Mm. conference champions, Montreal Canadiens. I'd like to confirm. I'd like to confirm a quote by Deed Evison for our boy, Michael Russo at the athletic. This trade was purely not for fighting. I don't believe that. Um, do sorry. I, I don't believe that. I, I, I don't remember who it was. I do want to get back to the Rangers stuff because that's an interesting point. But since Daniel brought it up, there, I, I want to say it was Friedman who had mentioned this. It was free. It was one of Friedman or Dreger a few weeks ago had brought up that the wild wanted Nick DeLaurier. Yeah, they did. Didn't yes. end up getting him. And there's your answer. <laughs> it's weird. It's like so we can't score. We can't score. So let's get an enforcer. Yeah. We, our cap space is more precious and more sort of thin line than any other team in the league, and we're going to use it to get Ryan Reeves. Yes, pretty oh. much. But they sent down Marco Rossi. So did they? There's, there's a space. Yeah, his confidence is shaken. He had like one assist in 16 games. Ah, oh, it's a shame. Sorry to hear that, buddy. Oh God. Um, going on here, back to the Rangers. the Rangers. Yeah. yeah, what's been going on there? It's just been it, the the start of the year Listen, has been dominated by the conversations of the Penguins being mid and the Devils being juggernauts. We've kind of forgotten about the Rangers, but something's not right yeah. there. It which is like they're ten six and four, which isn't horrible. It's okay. Gary Bettman, 500. But <laughs> listen, they're second in the Metro. Okay. I don't want to, like, I'm not going to, listen, I'm going to talk about him. But, no, no. You just go full send. I know. But, just, come on. Come on <laughs> don't hold back. Listen, I'm going to say Yaroslav Halak, number one, I don't think has worked very well for them. Uh, no. He is winless. Oh. Uh, he's 0 4 and 1. Oh my! In five games, yeah. Uh, Shush- obviously, Shusterkin has is ten two and three, much better. Nine seventeen, no nine forty or whatever he was doing last year. Like, still, which, 
but that still good, cool. still respectable, yeah. m- uh, much, much, much above league average. Like, yeah. But again, like he was, he was winning games for them last year. Mm-hmm. You're saying second best goalie in the league uh, is what I just wanted to say. Um, I'm not going to respond to that. I'll allow Mike to sort of... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Come on, you no, know no, right. Do you have anything to say about uh, either the sort of what's going on with the Rangers right now? Daniel? I think it's an improvement. Uh, like, you know, not a huge, improvement. huge improvement, but it's like improvement of what we've seen in other years is I think from the momentum they had last year, they're staying con- relatively consistent, but it's a bit more of I want to see a lot a lot more of a push from their younger guys. I think I haven't given up on Capo Caco. Um, I think um, Alexis Lafreniere, I think I could still see more from him. I don't think he's made that huge step that I I kind of expect if you're first overall, you know, you know, kind of it's time to make that step. Um, but like the other guys are being solid. Um, they're doing what they need to do. I'm being very PR right now with this team. <laughs> but I, I think, I don't know, like it's, it's, it's only a quarter into the season, but. I think they still not didn't really turn it around. It just kind of get to that level we expected. Um, I, I, sorry, I know Daniel's really excited about this because if things and obviously they're not going downhill, but if, if they do go downhill, then we finally get we could one day get Gerard Gallant to Detroit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> is that oh, is that where you yeah, thought yeah, I was yeah. going? Adam? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I knew a moment the moment you said it. Yeah, that was. Uh, Awesome. We always knew that's he was on classic, the Rangers, though. That's yeah. a classic. It's a classic. <laughs> Man, that's one of the funniest things that we had to cut from an episode ever. Like, ever. Um, yeah, you guys are being very political about it, so I won't be. Uh, the okay. Rangers be better. You made the conference final last year. It's time to step up and be better. Don't waste your goalies prime like you did the last one. Oh. That is talking from someone who watched the team never give Carey Price a point per game player. So uh, don't waste it, please. Um, for Mike's sake. Where do you think they can be better? Um, you know, um, grit. I don't know. I, I have That's it. funny. Like you say grit and they just read it right. <laughs> That's why I said it. Again, I haven't had enough time to sort of really hunker down and see what's wrong with the Rangers. It was just yeah. sort of like, it, this was an odd move for see, them. How has Captain is Jacob Truba been playing? Um, yeah. Great question. Um, but anyway, this doesn't matter. Did they find out Vinny Trocek is not actually a center? Oh, Daniel. Ooh, I mean, he's I'm playing sorry. better than uh, Jesperi Kakaniemi. He's playing better than Ryan Strombar. There's a lot of hockey on tonight, eh? It's always tough to sort of catch up. Well, who's, like, obviously, Montreal playing. To, um, the Leafs are playing. That's important for another reason. What are the 10 o'clock games? Colorado Canucks, the Sens and Golden Knights. Oh, that could be a bloodbath. <laughs> Uh, and the Islanders and the Oilers. Okay, so basically, we got a few more things we can talk about. I didn't even mean to sort of wait for the Habs and the Leafs, but... Can I, before we get to the Habs and the Leafs, can I just congratulate us for last episode? Why? We went an entire episode, and we didn't talk about the Vancouver Canucks. <laughs> That's, That's funny. Well, I mean... I'm just saying... 
We'll just no, say no, that. I know. I no, no, I'm, I'm no, not. We, saying have we, upset, have to... we have to upset the city of Vancouver. Oh. That's a disappointment to me that we didn't get it. We didn't get the time. I expect more from myself than that. Okay, like let's talk about Br- <laughs> we, we didn't even talk about Andrew Brunette. <laughs> What's happened with Andrew? Well, Brunette? nothing, it was just all the rumors that started. Oh, what that they were like, I ah, could be, but no, isn't there a thing of like, I think on 32 Thoughts, they said that New Jersey wouldn't let ha- anything happen during the season. I think they, one of them, I think maybe Jeff Merrick could not. Anyway, I'm sure they said it hasn't that. happened. But I know I, I listened to insider about. trading and they're like, yeah, Boudreaux can, is still probably going to be fired. Hurry up. What, what are you yeah, doing? Fire. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm, I'm starting to feel like it, it, and again, like I didn't know we were going to talk about Vancouver, but I didn't mean to. Start. Them, I'm so sorry. I just, I was proud of us. We did a full episode. It, I feel like it's like Jim Rutherford or someone just dropping hints to to the insiders, just so Francesco Accolini hears this and it's like, mm, maybe that's what I should do. Because at the end of, I just, I feel like he's at the head of all of this. I, I'm just something's up, and I don't, I don't know if I like it. You know what I, I do like. Cal Clutterbug now holds the record for the most hits in NHL history. What? 3,634. I did not that know is, that. Okay, let me ask you, where'd you get that record from? Um, I got it on Twitter from uh, I cut off the official oh, was it thing Sportsnet by accident, stats? but it, it wasn't Sportsnet stats, but it was an official one that I cut it off unfortunately. You had the was it, it Toronto to- Baghead? No, <laughs> that sounds like a stat he would point out. But I again, I can't read it because I, I just cut it off, unfortunately. But it's uh open, open ice. Oh, okay. Br yeah. open like um. Yes, yes. Your report. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. I'm okay. just trying to go off the profile picture. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay. Your report yeah. again, like if if you see it, like legit, I cut it off at like the worst point by accident. Oh, okay. 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 Well, so this has been an episode of records. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, we're that not going to only be... talk about stuff for 12 minutes and then do a Q&A for the whole time like the CJ show did. That might just be the name of the episode, Records. Records? That Fine. just might have to be the name. Great. Um, so... But yeah, tell me more about this record. Who did he break the record again? <laughs> I, oh, it was against the Leafs. I thought you were going to ask who did he surpass. Who did he pass? Uh, I don't I care. I can't I... remember. Um, is it Ryan Reeves? Like I just no, I think it was someone who was I think it's a name we would know, but I can't yeah. remember the love of God. Um, God, uh, let me see if I can find it. But you Darcy Tucker. No, not Darcy Tucker. I think they played in our lifetime. Okay. We played Darcy Tucker, you retired like what year? Twenty Okay. Twenty oh, two thousand eight. I was nine. Yeah, but uh That doesn't count. Okay. Alex, um, did you find it? I found it. So the thing yeah. is, is it only goes back to two, the record on, for whatever reason, on records.nhl.com go to from 2005, 2006. So mm-hmm. I'm okay. That's we know in our Cal, lifetime. Yeah. That's in our lifetime. We know Cal Clutterbuck is number one. Yeah. I want you to guess the next four. The next four. Yeah. The top five. Who do you is think? Is Ryan the top? Reeves up there? No. Tom Wilson. Not top five. No. Oh, Tom, Tom Wilson, Wilson has been around long enough. No. Um, I, I'm gonna is it fair to say that at least two of them are Islanders? Because remember back in the day, the thing used to be that um the Islanders arena was all would, would like inflate their hit count. Are there any of the uh, is Sezikis or Martin on there? One Islander is on there. One other Islander? 
Yes. I'm going to say Matt Martin. Matt Martin is correct. He is number oh. three. Daniel, take a guess and then let us know. Why. Um, There's one it, name. Zidane Chara? Zidane Chara is not on there. Okay. There's one name where I think you might. You'll be. You won't think of it, but I think you'll be surprised when I tell you. Or you Corey won't Perry? be surprised. No. Who? What are they? What are they? Travis you Moen. Give you give up? You just yeah, give up? yeah, yeah. Guys, come on. Okay, it's number not, two. Listen. Number two, Dustin Brown. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's, see, that's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't the name that was surprising, but Dustin Brown. I'm gonna that, leave that him for was, last. Number that was five. The name I was trying to think. Oh. Of. Number wait, wait, five. Who was three? Matt Martin. And four? I'm going to tell you number four last. Okay. okay. Number five is Milan Lucic. Oh, yeah. Should... <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's fair. Um, number four. Yeah. From the Washington Capitals, Alexander Ovechkin. Uh, okay, that makes sense. That they talked insane. about that. Yeah. He's like over 3,000 hits, right? They, they showed like yeah. him, Crosby, and Stamkos since like they're like 06. And it was like. Ovi, like most goals, obviously Sid's pulling away in points finally. And then it was just like hits Eddie. We just had like a gap the size of a mountain. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'd like to give special shout outs to Luke Shen, who's at number seven. And my boy. F- and Dion Phaneuf at 11. Uh, what's with these Leaf legends here? Uh, Dion Phaneuf, Luke uh, Shen, Matt Martin. Uh, he's in play for the Leafs. Oh, he did. No, he was. He did. He yeah. did. He's Mitch Martin's uncle. Did. Is he coming? He will be. Anyone who's old, over a certain age, Mitch Marner just clings to. Um, it's they they no were, count. remember, no because count, um, no Mike count, Babcock man. put him on the fourth line, so Matt Martin and Marner mm. played together. Yeah, that was a great um, – that was so fun to watch. So so the Leafs do drop the game yeah. against the Islanders, which is unfortunate yeah. for John Tavares. So he did score in it, which was always nice. Yeah. I'm sure he was happy about that, but clearly not enough money on the board for the boys to pull it out. Um, I don't think we've talked about this enough. It's been talked about to death in the market, though. Um, the Leafs are apparently crap at overtime all of a sudden, which is incomprehensible. Yeah, it's it's tough when you know, like the one defenseman you throw out there is just, oh, uh, it's tough to watch. Three so, on three. Uh, please just, stop putting Morgan Riley out there. Just put like three forwards. No, just the, put TJ Brody. Just put anyone who is defensively sound enough, and Martin or Matthews should be. Because no, like, even even Martin has looked. Yeah, really I know Martin has had Martin loves making those hero passes at the so, line, and stop, two different stop. times this year they've resulted in goals against. Enough. <laughs> one done. of those I'm, I'm one of those it. resulted in him getting benched. I think yeah. he has to <laughs> pretend for, for that um, the two line pass rule is still there. Just keep it simple. Like. Yeah. This is to me. This is the ideal three on three after what I've watched. Matthews, yeah, obviously, (laughs) obviously, Nylander, who was not good in the Islanders OT, but no, but but I get it. Yeah, yeah. And now you're like, listen, I'm just assuming healthy (laughs) because like I I don't know, but in an ideal situation, I would choose TJ Brody. And just tell him don't cross center right. Just do stuff. Like would you choose Mark enough. Giordano? No. No, you Daniel. He's Daniel, great. Are you crazy? That man has more oh. gray on his beard than like I don't know. Just he can, but he can't play the last ten minutes of the third. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he know. he's out for this third period. <laughs> then he can play overtime. No, Daniel, no, can't. him or, or like I listen, man. Eight. I I love Mark Giordano. Yeah. Not on OT. 
So we should mention this is a big problem now because Morgan Riley, I think the word is it's an MCL injury and probably going to miss the rest of 2021. Uh, Yeah, Uh, 2022. Oh, yeah, crap. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah, sorry. I've been reading a report about 2022. I think they said four to six weeks is the rumor. Yeah, I think I I see Dreger tweeting that, yeah. Mm. So what are the pairings now? Oh, uh, Why didn't you ask? Okay, so. Do you have them? Do you have them? I do, yes. Well, I have the ones that Chris Johnson tweeted out as the remaining top six. Who? So as a result of this, obviously, um, Mac Hallowell has been called up, as has Victor Pate. I called that, by the way. So I'm just going to point out the, the third pair in this scenario is what I call the 17-18 halves pairing because it's Victor Mete and Jordy Penn. Um, the top pair projected, or I guess this is just the six guys they have, Giordano Hall, Lilligren Sandine, Mete Ben. When is Brody coming back? Uh, well, the correct answer is not soon enough. But- yeah, that's the correct answer. Probably a couple weeks, I think, is the last thing I remember seeing. Uh, but that being said, though, the my understanding is Matt Hollowell's playing tonight. So it is what I read. Which I, between choosing Victor Mete and Matt Hollowell, I could not you care know, less. He, he, Respectfully, with all due respect. Going, then? Yeah. Let's ask the noted Matt Holloway fan on the podcast, Daniel. Yes, <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he finally one. has a chance. You know, if if you go back from a loss, you know, it was a close one. I think give the guy a chance. Give him a chance. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like, sure. Like, I mean, I guess I'd rather see Matt Hollowell over Victor Mete. Like, again, he knows the system a lot longer than Victor Mete. So, sure. He has that going for him. These are the excuses. Mr. Mete once played with top 99 player Hall of Famer Shea Weber. I'll have you know. Absolutely. The greatest national. How long was that? How long did that Um, last for? Considering they waived him to Ottawa a couple of years later. Uh Yeah. When when Bergman tried to get Tony D'Angelo. God, I hated it. I remember that. Was it the. um, He got John Merrill and then he waived Mete? Yeah. Yes. Gustafson was the more. And he played 10 minutes a night in the playoffs. Not a good night. Um, but, you know, the power play stuff is just sort of like, Nylander has back-to-back icings. And I think the other one, it was just like a, it was a giveaway. And he smashed his stick. Wasn't, wasn't good. Wasn't good. Um, but did he do it on the ice or in the back room? Because apparently that makes a huge difference. It's, you know what? I was re-watching a clip about Marner doing that. And I just kind of thought to myself, he was boned either way. Yeah. He really was. Especially but I think we should focus it. more on Jake Allen breaking his stick on the ice. I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just he joking. was so bad last yeah, night. Yeah, no, no. Like, no I don't I'm know what. Like, God bless your ass, Lovkoski, being like, oh, oh no, it was just bad bounces. And in my head, I'm like, I love you, Uri. But, like, I stopped watching that game. It was so – it was actually so – Eric Angles, yeah, it's their worst game of the week. No, they really? like two balls in in a minute. Oh, God. Oh, man. Okay, back. To the power play. Um, um, yeah. Speaking of, uh, like, probably important to mention, by the way, yep. uh, the Leafs did make a trade, and both both them and the Rangers did this right before Canada was supposed to play, which was really funny. Kyle was probably pushing it through so he can watch the game. Um, they make a, a, a trade with their favorite team, the Arizona Coyotes. Um, they trade the big man Curtis Douglas, and they get Connor Timmins back, young man, but he's twenty four now. Twenty four, yeah, twenty seventeen yeah. draft. Um, former. Say it with me. Former Sioux Colorado Grey. Avalanche. Played <laughs> with 
more with uh, Rasmus Sandin back in the Sioux. So as Steve Dangle would say, we all know that Kyle Dubas loves his guy. He will be an RFA at the end of the season. I, th- I think this is a safe bet for yeah. Curtis. I don't know oh, I was going to say Connor Timmons. I'm like, I've been a fan of this guy a while. Um, Bro, I think bad bet, I think, with the injuries. He's had three bad injuries in his career. Still only 24, right-hand shot. Only 850,000. Um, I think it's a good risk. Like, what's the, what's, sorry. I mean, not like, what is Curtis Douglas? What's his ceiling? He's a, so I, I read this that apparently right now it's going to be the Roadrunner's third line center. (laughs) Oh, I thought you were going to say he was going to be the Coyotes first line center. (laughs) You know, maybe, you know, if they really aren't Um, tanking that fast, like just give them a chance. Even is there for, is it Smaltz? Is he, is Smaltz still there? Yes, yeah, you, yeah. you never know around. with the coyotes. This is like who's like I'm, I'm legit where you know what? Sorry, we'll pause on this. We're gonna play it. Oh my god, it's Travis Boyd. Schmaltz is on the wing. <laughs> Hold on. We just like the coyotes have been kind of good this year. Here's what's really funny. Sorry, Leafs, but I just want to for a second here. Connor Ingram and Krova Malka is currently like what's going on there. Defense is Goss Despair Chickering, who's back and played like 23 minutes. That's good. Um, Dyson Mayo, JJ Moser, Patrick Nemeth, and Troy Stetcher. That's not awful. Patrick Nemeth. No, no. Let's go. Who? I don't know either of those guys on the second line. Uh, Which second one? Pair. Dyson either. Mayo and JJ Moser. Oh, they're like two like late picks by the Coyotes. They haven't been bad. I don't think no, they're. Oh, I'm sure they have. I think they're. You know how the, the Sharks always have that random, like, Mario Ferraro is a great. Player Radim who play in the curtain row, Radim Samek. I would compare not exact playing styles because I don't know. I don't want to enough to tell you, but I think they're kind of that player. And the okay. forward lines, fourth line, Richie Hayden, Cassie, and this is according to Daily Faceoff, by the way. Uh, third line, Jack McBain. Remember that? Um, Liam O'Brien, who I don't think is real, with Christian Fisher. Uh, second line, Dylan Gunther. Remember our, our guy oh, from yes. our PMO, never forget. With Nick Bukestad and Lawson Krauss on the first line is Schmaltz, Travis Boyd, and Clayton Kelling. Um man. They, don't they have the rookie? They have that rookie? Yeah, they have like so like one of the best rookies in the league. Hold on. Now I need that, to go find who it is. That, um, is it the is it Moser? Rookie scoring NHL. No, it's this is, uh, this is important. We gotta we gotta give the NHL uh we gotta we gotta give the coyote some love. Hold on. Oh god, what is he? He was doing? a forward, was he not? Was he? I don't know. I'm gonna go find I can't, out. I just why am I putting rookie scoring NHL? Is it not at the NHL.com like first coming uh, up? You gotta love it. Why is it giving me oh my god, this site looks like crap. Um okay, it's oh, fa- something McKelly? Matthias Michel McKelly. Good for him. How old is that? He's 22. Okay. He's he's on the border. He has one goal and 10 assists. Was he a, a Coyotes draft pick? Uh, uh, he was drafted yeah. in the fourth round in 2019. Okay. Was that the... No, that wasn't... That was... that Was that the Mitchell Miller draft? No. No, that was 2021. Okay. I will let you know, Daniel. He did play at the World Juniors. Oh. I can't believe surprised. you don't know him. I'm sorry. For Finland. Yeah. I don't know if you know Finnish World Junior stats the way you do Canada, but we love. Um, I will say we love our Finnish players. No, I don't know. Timo Solani. <laughs> I mean, that's a little. That's a little I don't know, Daniel. <laughs> I know. I'm getting a bit wonky. Sorry, guys. Um, but yeah, 
Yes, uh, the Connor Timmons trade. Yeah. Listen, what on earth is this going to change? This is as impactful as an Ethan Bear trade for the movie. What was the last right-handed D that that Kyle Dubas traded for? Um, uh, Ilya Labushkin. Oh, yes. Which was last year. That's and he's actually been a healthy scratch for the Sabres. Should have stayed in Toronto. Didn't need him last night. But that's what happened. Like apparently, I remember everyone was saying, like, oh, look what happened. They let go of a defensive defenseman who shoots right. Okay, defenseman, defense, defensive defenseman <laughs> for Ilya Labushkin is a bit of a stretch. Let's let's be respectful <laughs> he was, here. He, he was, was all good. right. He was good, but not anything above what he was in Toronto, in my yeah. opinion. Um, plus, the, the Sabres have a pretty busy blue line, to be yep. honest. Just thinking of the, a lot of really good young talent. I think Samuelson's back. Krista was yelling at me about last night. Um, but the Leafs are have a very tough opponent tonight, the Devils, who they lost to last week. Um, this is important because the Devils could make history tonight. They could break their franchise's win streak tonight if they can beat the Leafs. Um, I'm hoping because Vanacek needs to get me some wins for fantasy, which is the most important thing, obviously. Um, but don't you want that? William Nylander to get you points too? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Nylander needs to have a spectacular game and then losing fashion. And Jack Hughes needs to light it up, as he always does. So here's what I'm concerned about for the Leafs tonight, which makes me think they're going to win. Uh, because it's we just know. like This is one of those games where I can I can see a Toronto win like screaming in my really? face. I just can't. I because here's the I thing. Can't. The odds are against them because their decor is a skeleton crew right now. Sure. The likes of the 17-18 Habs, as I've mentioned, having Mete and Ben both playing. Despite the fact that Jamie Ben or Jordy Ben's been good somehow, which is hilarious. But so is Jamie. And and again, yeah, Jamie's been great. Jamie's yeah. been amazing. But you know, you just sort of look at it, and it's like that devil's team with their speed and their skill against that defense would normally mean a bloodbath, which means that the Leafs are probably gonna break the win streak tonight. The it's question, just the way I look at it. Who is starting for the Leafs? Is it Matt Murray? Oh, oh yeah. I'm gonna check both double played against the Islanders. I would be really mad if they played Shelligan against uh, I believe it says Murray expected. I don't know if I saw anything this morning. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't see anything this morning about uh you know who I'm Twitter. I'm gonna go check Mark Masters. I didn't see anything this morning. Mm-hmm. Um but we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I know Vanacek is starting for the Devils. Best goalie in the league. Hey, don't talk, um, don't talk about don't, Andre Vasilevsky's on the Lightning. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, I said what I said. Linus Allmark is thirteen and one. Insane. Oh, <laughs> one loss being against the Leafs. Yeah, which is also a game I predicted the Leafs would win because it just screamed that they were going to. Another goaltender we should talk about. Hator Kuchetsov. I don't know if I said that right. Um, now if I just want to, I just want to quickly get something up here. So guys, while I get this up, explain to the listeners who Peter Kachekov is. He's a, he was a second round pick by the Hurricanes a few years ago. He's been the goaltender there since Frederick Anderson, our boy, friend of the pod, has been out. So, uh, four years, two million per. He played last year. Yeah. In the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the playoffs. That's, you know, he had three games in the regular season, I believe, Mm -hmm. and then four in the playoffs. 
Is that like Carolina tradition though? Like we never actually know who's gonna start in the playoffs until it's the playoffs because exactly. they always have injuries. Yeah. Um. So as you mentioned, the four year deal. I think Kevin Leeks was the first to have this. So in his kitchen, has, by the way. Seven, yeah. What's up, you NHL fans? I keep forgetting it's it's American Thanksgiving. So he's played a, a grand total of seven NHL regular season games, I believe. And um, I, I'm not concerned about the number. $2 million for a goaltender is something you can get rid of pretty quickly if it doesn't work out. I'm just surprised they gave him four years. Now, I don't know off the top of my head if Freddie and Ronta are done this year UFA stats. I'm just – it doesn't seem very Carolina to me to give – a goalie like that, the term, you know, I, I, I this isn't Shusterkin where I'm like confident. It's just, I don't think this is a disastrous move. It's just a little eyebrow raising to me. Um, Yeah. Both Anderson are, and Rant are up at the end of this year. They both got two year deals, I guess, lot, two summers, uh, last summer. Sorry. Um, I remember saying they were going to be crap and then they won the division. Yeah. The thing with, like you say, obviously it was seven, NHL games and again similar to half the goal goalies that got the these con these contracts um they played in the KHL like he's been yes. playing in the KHL since 20 2019 we'll call it split time between the KHL and the VHL um for the last few years and then obviously came over last year mm-hmm. so uh, not unproven, but uh, a little bit. He is young, too. So I wouldn't be surprised the way young goaltenders are is, yeah. you know, the first two years he could, again, you're playing behind the Rod Brindamore system behind that. So you're, you're going to have an easier time than most goaltenders, which, you know, Carter Hart had a few rough years there in Philly. He's been great this year. Um, so maybe those normal growing pains are going to see long-term for a goalie are going to be masks or masked buy that defense and then you know when he can really really develop at the end of that deal he'll probably leave and go somewhere else and then be subpar afterwards because this is <laughs> how it works in carolina well go to detroit oh oh uh, no, because they they climbed they claimed the marcus helper did oh they? yes yeah, they did they did poor guy he's a, who was the goalie a couple of years was it antoine forsberg who was claimed like four yes was it also eric yes. comrie Yes. I still can't believe the Jets mishandled that. Anyway, Hellebuck's fine, but, but still. Um, but is it what's a weird deal to me? Just weird. Whoever his agent is, I'm gonna guess Dan Milstein. I'm gonna take a check on, actually. Um he gets Peter, the security. Yeah, I mean I eight million dollars is pretty good. Uh Peter Kochekov, Puckpedia. Uh his agent is Dan Milstein. Well, of course it is. That's funny. Who could have seen that one coming? <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Ugh. Every Russian in the league, and then up, and then Kane, because <laughs> you know. That's um, true. I forgot about that. Yeah, man, it just happened all of a sudden, and then he, you know, got him a deal with the Oilers. Literally, it's like every Russian, like ever. It's oh god. Even Kucherov is Kucherov with him. I believe he has Kucherov. He is. He, he is, is. He is Kucherov, yeah, Vasilevsky, yeah. and Sergeyev. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> He got paid. <laughs> well for himself. Uh, yeah, so the Habs got the crap kicked out of them by the Sabres last night. 7-2. Yeah, no, yeah, I know. Um, was... two, goals yeah, the first, I know. <laughs> two goals in the first minute. I love um, that response. Caulfield scored, so that's nice. But my God, Jake Allen was... I, I, Man, man, Jake, you can't do, you can't do that, Jake. You can't do that. 
He's had a couple rough games now. He'd been been kind of concerning, Jake Allen. He'd be a little better than that, buddy. I like you, but you ought to be, be, be a bit better than that, please. Love you, Jake. But, you know. Stop. No, but as uh, as Eric Engel said, that was you know that was their worst game. Man, I could have told you that five minutes in, and I don't mean five minutes in the game. I mean literally five minutes from in real time. Like I I, I had no idea what was going on. I was on my way. I was I was even in the house, and I'm just seeing text come in. It's like, oh my god, oh my god. Like, what was it after two minutes? Two nothing. Two nothing nothing Sabres. Brutal. And then you think when Caulfield scores out, they have a chance. And then it just fell apart. Not a fun game. That's a game where Marty's not going to give anyone anyone any gummy bears or something. No fun practices after that. And it was a shitty game, too. Let's go back. (laughs) Is that an actual thing? No, he does not give the play gummy bears. (laughs) That's a joke. I like, have. like, have I been missing something? Is no, oh, because obviously Caulfield is like a child, and like he's, he's a like bear. I'm a little bear. So I have a yeah. joke with my mom when we watch the games where when Caulfield scores, <laughs> Marty gives him a gummy bear. Does he get a single he's... gummy bear or a pack of gummy bears? No, he gets a single gummy bear every time. Uh, he scores. Uh, okay. A big one because he's the bar down bear. He's yes. the bar down. I remember bear. climbing trees, eating funny, uh, eating eating honey and eating in in yeah. funny honey. Yeah, he's just eating, eating honey and uh and fish out the river. He just loves doing it, oh, climbing yeah. his trees and that. He just likes doing it. No, he doesn't. Actually- Are you sure that's not Patrice Bergeron, the honey. the ultimate Bruin? No, no, honey. Okay. <laughs> Piglet, Piglet's not there, even though Coffee is the same size as Piglet. Oh, but he's got the energy of Tigger. Um, you know, apparently the only one of the the hundred acres that Disney like have held the rights to is Tigger, and everyone else are like, ah, whatever. But they, they outsourced. <laughs> I don't know why I wanted to mention that, but Tigger. That's how I, I'd rather talk about this than that game. It was that bad. Um, but here's something. So Pierre Gervais, who of course was the very long time legendary equipment manager for the Habs, retired last year, um, is releasing a book. <laughs> and um the Habs were asked about it because there have been some little snippets coming out about it where Pierre Gervais was not very complimentary to certain Habs. Um now, obviously, the bits that we're seeing coming out are, it's initially in French. I have tried my best to understand it, the French I know as well as translating it. So it's basically, this is like the principle of it, is he basically said that Marc Bergevin sort of acted like an adolescent at times. Um, very emotional, which I think you can tell by this. He was a pretty emotional dude. Basically saying that the team did not respect Dom Ducharme. Um, which I mean, yeah, practicing with them too much and exhausting them to a point where maybe even the PA had, where the players had reached the PA and that sort of stuff. Um, not telling guys they weren't playing and including an incident where, um, why can't Cedric Paquette was told by one of his friends that he wasn't playing because he had saw it online. Oh my God. Which is pretty bad. Um, see, he has a chapter called bad captain, which is in reference to Max Pacioretty. Um, basically he had not nice things to say about PK Supin. Um, but lo- nothing but good things about Carrie Price, which thank God. Um, but Brandon Gallagher was asked about it. Um man, like here's what I don't like about that is could you have not waited? Because that's such a distraction. That whole morning in the press conference, like, hey Brendan Gallagher, did you hate Tom Ducharme? And like, what was he gonna say? 
Yeah. What are you doing, Pierre? So I found this tweet, uh, I guess, a couple days ago now about all of this. Because, like, I, I don't, yeah, obviously I haven't read the book, but I thought that this kind of summed up everything I've read about what's in the book. And it's from Habs Links. Yeah, you know, I don't know if you know the account. Yeah. Um, it, he said, I have to say, I find the firestorm over this Pierre Gervais book hilarious. What state secrets did he reveal? Mark Bergeron was overly emotional. No kidding. Did you watch his press conferences? He cried yeah. when he re-signed Gallagher, and it was obviously personal with Markov and Radulov. That Dominic Ducharme never had the respect of his players. The man was pers- the man presided over one of the worst seasons in franchise history, over a hundred years. Did you think that things were going well? Was this a well-concealed secret? He was a bit harsh towards Pacioretty, but Michel Therrien literally told his golfing buddies he was the worst captain in the Montreal Canadiens. Is everybody shocked that he wasn't John Bellabo 2.0? See, the Pacioretty one stands out. Sure. Because for anyone who doesn't remember, Max Pacioretty was actually voted captain by the players. Like, that was a team vote. So that's one that's always been kind of sort of, oh. And I think there was always, I mean, Michelle Terrian's his own can of worms, too. Like, he wasn't the greatest coach. But it's just sort of like, yeah, I'm not surprised to hear any of that. Like, not at all. So, so, like, the stuff with PK, I was like, man, do we have to get like the, the thing with PK that he mentioned was like PK would purposely change like the radio. Like PK always wanted to make sure he was seen. I actually believe that. Like, like no offense to PK Subban. I love the guy, but let's be honest, he does have the personality of he wants to be the center of attention. Like, I believe that. Again, was a great player, and that's all I cared about. But I don't think it was a secret, for example, that him and Max Pacioretty didn't get along. Everyone knows that. Is it the secret that, for example, him and Brendan Gallagher didn't get? No, we saw that when they played each other. <laughs> yeah, like it's just, but it's still sort of just seeing it and actually hearing somebody within the organization. And we all know how trusted the equipment guys are. It was just sort of like spilling the tea. You see, this is normal stuff you would hear from Montreal and the French media, but I think it's the sort of the English side of it really caught on. Yeah. I think is the big case of it. Um, well, I mean, fun headlines. So I want just, the English version to come out. I want to read it. So does this just validate everything that we've just speculated the last few years? Like, if we were accurate on this. Sure. Um, I wouldn't even call it speculation, though. Like, uh, most of, I feel like most of this stuff is just playing out in the open for us to see, especially with the Mark Bergevin stuff. Like, yes, okay, he's emotional. Really? Like, I, anyone could have told you that. Good in the good ways and in the bad ways, he's emotional. Uh, with the Ducharme stuff, it couldn't have been more obvious that he did not have respect in the room. Now, I agree, like, the Pacioretty stuff, like, there's things that just go on behind closed doors that don't come out, and I think that's what was the... Mm-hmm. There's a spider on my desk! I don't know where it's gone. I'm scared. He, let it go in peace, Adam. I, I'm killing it. Kill it, kill it. I don't fucking want. Oh, I swore. I'm sorry. Cut that out. I'm coming back. Whoops, Daisy. Anyway, oh, I just hit my knee. Okay, hey guys, how are we? Um, we're 20 games into the season. So why don't we get the standings up quickly? Okay. And just see how everyone's doing. The Bruins are still amazing. 
Nine points ahead of the Leafs. Oh my god, that's hilarious. The Devils are obviously the top of their division. Carolina, then the Islanders, Rangers, Pittsburgh. The Penguins are trying to clean it up. The Capitals, uh, no. Coyotes are bottom of their division, which is good. Order starting to come. Blackhawks, too. Jets are good again. I haven't talked about that much. Um, the Flames are still kind of met. And the Ducks are still crap at minus 32 in their goal differential. And the Blue Jackets are minus 23 and are probably going to beat the Habs tonight because that's how it works. Um, and the Ducks still have no regulation wins. Which is, I don't know how that is actually possible. Like, that okay. is actually hilarious. I just want to pull something up. Like, what is, again, you know, we had that discussion last episode about Ottawa and what the issue is there. Yeah. Like, what is the issue? What am I missing? Trying to get the Anaheim Ducks scoring leaders up. Like they're let's be honest, their goaltending has not been good. That's definitely yeah, like, let's, put, nah, let's sh- put that up. Let's put that up. We there. still love like, John though. Like John Gibson a guy. and Anthony Stolars have just have not been fantastic. So, oh God, yeah, yeah, like nine hundred. Yeah, that's not good. yeah. And their top scorer is Troy Terry, who has seven goals and 20 points in oh, yeah. 19 games. Not bad. Not bad. So yeah. basically, him and Zgrass are doing everything, which is They're no pulling the team, yes. Um, besides that, man, Klingberg's a dash 11. I think that's the worst on the team. That's pretty funny. Um, I forgot Nathan Bowie was on this team. Leafs, no, not Leafs. Habs legend, Nathan Bowie. And Jets legend. He's been around. Um. Yeah. Just got blessed and they're not very good. I think we all expect them to be pretty piss poor. Um, sure. But so, Connor Bedard to Southern California. Like, this is not having a regulation win this close to December is very good. Like, so, it's just I, a mix okay. of they're just, you're just a very bad hockey team. Let me rephrase my question a little bit. Okay. okay. What are the chances? Dallas Eakins finishes the year as head coach. I think forty three percent. Because the, they're an internal cap team, aren't they? Yeah, just uh, probably. And there's um, always been whispers about do they really want them long term? They're you, internal during the rebuild, but like when they're still rebuilding. Yeah, when when they've competed, they've 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 gone all in. So I mean, like you mentioned it too, by the way. You know how many players have more than two goals on this team? Five. Seven. Okay, that's close. Silverberg, Comstock, <laughs> Retrano, Strom, Henrik, Zgrass, and Terry. Everyone else has two two or less. Like that's brutal. Um, yeah, they're just they're just trash. It seems like everything's just kind of crap. It's just like if Trevor Zgrass isn't on the ice, why would you why would you watch the ducks? You know what I mean? For At the, least they uh, there's legit the young guys growing. I mean, yeah, McTavish is playing now, but it's sort of like, and on the back end, Jamie, oh, wait, he's out for the year. He's out, yeah. And Kevin Shattenkirk and um, John Klingberg, who might have had the worst career move in the yeah. in ever not taking that contract. Poor guy. I don't know what he's doing. They're going to they're gonna be nice, big, fat sellers at the deadline and just rake it in. I That's what's going to happen. Connor Bedard's going to go there and Gary's going to love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or yeah. any of those guys. That'd be very interesting. Connor be- Bedard and Trevor Zegras on the same team. Imagine what they could do. That'd be pretty gross, man. I- I'd watch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Uh oh. joke. I'm sorry. I knew it wasn't. I still went through with it. Um, I think that's everything. One more question. Oh, Different sure. team. I just we said we didn't talk about them, so let's give them the light of the day for a little bit since yeah, we have a little bad. bit of time. I mean, the Sens are bad. Yeah. No, no, not the Sens. The Winnipeg Jets. Oh yeah, they're good. Let's give them some light of day. Shifley is apparently playing defense. Connor Hellebuck is back. I don't think he ever left. Well, he was kind of like... He had a team that was... I mean, you know, he's back, but I mean, will he be there long term? Um, Credit to break bonus, man. Doing a good job. Steered the ship. How, like... Steered the jet. (sighs) Sorry. Okay. And and Connor wasn't scoring at the start of the year either, which is even more impressive. Yeah, he still still has five goals. Can I... Can I okay? This might be a harsh, harsh question. Super harsh question. Like, okay. let's be let's be frank here. Pierre Luc Dubois is leaving in two years. Like, it, it, at the end of next year or whenever he's a UFA. Like, whenever he can be a hab. Let's be very realistic. He's no longer a Winnipeg Jet when his contract expires. Yes. Is them is them being good right now? And I'm so happy they're good right now. Because they've, I feel like we should have seen that the last couple of years. Has it just delayed the? Is it? Is this just delaying the inevitable? In terms of, at some point, they're going to have to figure actually figure it out. How sustainable is? How sustainable is it? What's going on there? Like Who's the young player they have, um, Cole Perfetti. Perfetti. So. Here's the questions you have, right? Is and I know I'm purposely below my camera line here, so sorry. Is Shifley's contract and how that affects going forward, Halibut's wanting to be there, Perfetti's development. Yep. Um, I think are the sort of big eggs there. Because if he can be good enough and like next year to sort of take over from Shifley, then you'll have a problem. But it's just sort of there's a lot of balls in the air, which Alex points to me saying, yeah, probably they're, they're pushing this back. Which yeah. Is- I just, I just look at the roster. Like I, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be like disrespectful. It just screams. It, it seems very similar to what. The Dallas stars. The, yes. Yeah. yeah. That yeah, was the team. Like, like is, yeah. is like, listen, I'm not, I'm, I don't want to encourage a team to tank. That's not my idea here. It's just in a bad year. Pardon? Plus it's the lease for Austin Matthews. Dude, I was like 16. Oh, Tell me some slack. Red, red. I'm rooting for Garner Bedari for the Habs. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm all for it. Man. Okay. I'm, I'm not, not someone for wanting tanking. I'm you, not, pardon? You do you. Sure. I, I'm not like pushing for that. I'm just saying <laughs> like, did they are we just delaying the inevitable to a point where it's like yeah we're gonna have to rebuild like they didn't i feel like they didn't do anything this summer um no did, what did they do they brought in sam gagne and rick bonus that was it and rick bonus yeah and like a coach can definitely change change who's, the the projection who's projection their of a team now the um was their take a guess no no don't look take a guess oh my god um um, I thought I knew this. Dave Riddich is he yes, here? Yes, yes. Yeah, there was no way. <laughs> Shut up. No and he's no. but and he's played four games. What's his uh, record? He's three and one. 
Oh no way! That's yeah, hilarious. Eight ninety save percentage. I'm just fucking shot out there. Holy oh, yeah. crap! No way. Yeah. No, it's incredible. It's incredible. That is the, the funniest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. That, that big save Dave is making the big save. Remember when I called him not many big save Dave? Oh, yeah. Man, he was a bad leaf. Whatever happened there, that was bad. And then Fred, too. How is he still in the league? Who, David Rick? Yeah, that's um, I mean, good for him. I mean, you know. You, you, you do you, bro. So we were going to give the Jets their time, and then we bashed them. No, I'm not trying to bash them. They're a really good team. Again, I just worry they didn't. They didn't Alex, do... tell me how much you hate the city of Winnipeg. No, I don't hate the city you of Toronto Winnipeg. You Toronto scum. Yeah, you're happy I that don't... the Blue Bombers didn't go no. free. Oh, my God. I'm happy. Dancing I'm on not... the grave of Winnipeg, man. I'm, that's not what I'm saying. All I'm suggesting is they didn't do anything of consequence in the summer, ran the same team back, which in the past two or three years has not been good. The change they made was Rick Bonus, and they're running – Connor Hellebuck there out 13 of 17 games. And I'm sorry, we've watched this. We've watched this in the past. Connor Hellebuck's going to get tired. Like that's, that's my thing. They didn't do anything of substance. They just threw out the same team there again. Pierre-Luc Dubois did not want, I I don't care what Pierre-Luc Dubois said. His agent literally said he did not want to be there. He was in Montreal at the draft. Oh my God. Give me a break. Like I get you like hockey. I like hockey too, but I don't think he was there to watch the draft. No, he was he, there to go to Calgary. I'm he was kidding. there to I, watch I, I himself get traded. Yeah, he wanted to go shake hands with the fans after he was traded for. Correct. And instead, they went with Kirby Duck. Right. So, like, like, I just I'm not trying to bash them. I'm all I'm suggesting is they didn't do anything of substance, and it, and is right and and are running the same team out that they did the last two or three years. All they did was change the coach. And I agree, changing the coach can do everything. Changing the coach can be massive. Look at what Barry Trotz did with the Islanders. Look at what Jim Montgomery is doing with, with the Bruins. Like, I'm not saying if it was Bruce Cassidy, it'd be different. But I think I don't think anyone saw the Bruins playing like this. I mean, you know, coaches have – there's it's so that's what I think people don't give guys like Jay Fresh and Dom Lecision's credit is their, their models don't – in you know what take into account a coach. I mean, it's just we've talked about the Habs on this podcast and sort of the Marty St. Louis is an example of that. Rob Brindamore is an example of that. I mean, he made Tony D'Angelo sort of quiet and effective for a whole year. Um, by the way, side note, Arbor Jack guy and Jonathan Kobasevich in for Weidman and Harris for the Habs game. Anyway, um, but you know, listen, I'm happy for the Jets and their fans even though I can, I consistently dunk on that city because it's Winnipeg. Um, but listen, if they want to continue to be mediocre, you know, that's on them. And do you know what? You keep doing that. You don't get Connor Bedard. You lose Pierre-Luc Dubois. He comes to Montreal and we're all good. We're all apples and oranges. And then when Pierre-Luc Dubois goes to Montreal, he'll still be mediocre. Yeah. I mean, you know, it won't matter because he'll be the third line center. Oh, yeah, but that's going to go well. Until, 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 it's going to yeah. be Bizarre, <laughs> Suzuki, Doc, and, and, uh, he'll love that. Dubois. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he'll love that and then start coasting. I'm sure yeah, the French I'm media even. won't. I'm sure the French media won't eat him up. I'm they you, haven't, man. dude, I'm they're going to eat him alive. If the French he media pulls that crap, he is not going to. Dude, lie. he doesn't even have to pull that crap. Like, All due like, respect, 
all I had to go look at is how they're what they do to Jonathan Druin. Those guys eat him alive, and they're going to do the same to Pierre Luc Dubois. I feel so bad for Jonathan Druin. I've ne- yeah. wherever he is next year, for the love of God, man, just just I hope away you're- from RDS and uh, and the French yeah, yeah. media. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh it doesn't even God. matter if you're just friends too. They ripped Kirby Dog apart for like the first month. And it was like, why? He's great. I need the um, headlines. Yeah, apparently. But uh, hey, maybe Marty will get through to him. I'll be happy with that. But he's going to be a hab and it's going to be great. Um, Imagine, it'd be so funny when he stays in uh, in Winnipeg and we're all wrong. No, no, no. I'll talk about No one stays in Winnipeg. No one does. Unless you're Blake Wheeler. Yeah, but is that going to last? Mike Shifley. I yeah, okay, so the way they're playing. Who else was going to give Shifley, I mean, uh, Wheeler that contract, Daniel? Come on. Uh, I'm still mad about wait that. A sec- wait a second. Do you know what league we're talking about? That's true. The 2015 free agency wasn't loud enough. That was uh, that doesn't get talked about enough, that, that free agency. Okay. It was 2015, right? Not 2016. Oh, the Lucic one, I believe. The Lucic, Backlund, uh, or I think Backlund. Uh, back, I think David Backus too. Backus, like, yeah. Backus, yeah, not Backlund. Yeah, Backlund's good. Yeah, Backlund's good. Sorry. Yeah, there's another Backlund. Who was yeah, the his Backlund? brother? He played in Vancouver. Vancouver, that was it. Yeah, but he so went around. I think he was. Um, I'll see if I can find it. Give me 30 seconds. Give me 30 seconds. The other Backlund, as he was known. Johan Backlund? I think they were were brothers. I could be so wrong. Is it racist if we just assume that someone's name is Backlund? No, no, the reason I said it is because I remember reading it. Marcus Backlund? I think I found it. Yeah? How did he do? I'm a liar. I didn't find it. All right, well. Oh, I'm so mad. There's just... another Backlund. Really? No, I know there is. I remember he played on Vancouver. Okay, hold on. Hold this on. is very upsetting. Can you tell the other Backlund <sighs> and see if this helps? NHK World Japan? What? No, NHL, not NHK. God, no. I hate my phone. NHL, the other Backlund. Not me, Kyle. He's the good one. Okay, Where maybe I'm he? going insane. Okay, maybe maybe I'm wrong, guys. Maybe no, I'm no, wrong. there is another backland. Oh, you're <laughs> right. <I'm> <laughs> We're not ending the podcast that we figured out. Elite Prospects always has family there. Um, maybe he's on. not the brother. Like, maybe I'm going insane. We will find this other backland. If it kills me, we're going to find him. Um, Hold on. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. It can't be. It can't be his. It can't be his brother. Yeah, I don't think they're brothers. They're un- unrelated. I thought they were. Sorry. What did you think it was, Alex? What was his name? You thought it I was? thought it was Marcus, but I think I'm wrong. You are right. He was also a flame. And he Marcus Backlund, the Swiss League. Yeah, his career high was 32 points, 19 goals, and he never hit 30 points ever again in his in his in his year. Yeah, he was a Canuck 20. 15 to 19. So the, the dog days. He Wait, the- how do you spell Marcus? M-A-R-K-U-S? Yes. Backland? It's Grandland. Damn it. Uh, I, oh, yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking of that. 
I swear there was another backlund. Oh, there was. There was. There Is was. Is there like a Johan backlund? He was like a goalie a long time ago. I don't. He wasn't oh. a goalie, Daniel. I swear this dude. Yo, look up Johan. I'm Backlund. so bad. Man, this is this is awful. If if you want to stop listening, then that's <laughs> this is, I'm so upset. There was a Johan Bachlin who played a single game for the Flyers. He had he was a, a goalie, right? A forty save performance. Oh, oh I know yeah. what I'm thinking of. I'm I am okay. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm wrong. So it's Mikhail Granlund who plays for uh, the Preds. Who plays oh. for the Predators right now? His brother Marcus. is Marcus Granlund. I'm thinking okay. the wrong last name. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pardon? Right, whatever. It's, it's, we're done. <laughs> da, 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 da. Thanks for listening.